Brother Jeremy's going to come, and uh, we're going to uh, ask him a lot of questions, hopefully. He hopes you're going to ask him some questions. And you ought to ask him some questions. We asked his wife five or ten, so we at least ask him some. Uh, Rebecca, you want to answer some more? Okay, you want to start? Okay, all right, good. Praise God. She don't know how to take me sometimes. But um, she did a good job Sunday night, didn't she? Matter of fact, because of her, we're going to keep the support going. Amen. No, not really. <laughs> well, I appreciate Brother Jeremy, don't you? And uh, brother, introduce uh, what's uh, what's going on. And uh, thank God that didn't happen while we were singing. Uh, and uh, and we're going to close it out with how to pray for a missionary just for a few moments. And we won't hand those outlines out until brother Jeremy's finished because he can have all the time he wants up to 8:30. And because uh, the kids get out and that's it. Amen. Praise the Lord. But uh, brother Jeremy, come and tell us uh, what what's going on next week. And then uh, we're going to open it up for questions. And I want you to think of some good questions. Amen? I mean, there's got to be some good questions in this place. And we'll have a microphone run to you, and everybody online can hear it also. So, Brother brother Jeremy, thank you for being with us, and uh, we're praying for you. Amen. Thank you, preacher. Good evening, church. Stand up here with lots of mixed emotions tonight. You know, you come to the end of a furlough. It's kind of bittersweet, you know. Um, stand there with my wife. I have... Um, been blessed. I've been blessed. Um, it's not really that tough for me to leave, you know. Uh, but I look at my wife and house. When I look at my in-laws, I want my kids to be around. Good godly influences. Good godly grandparents. A good godly church. Um, and. So you have mixed emotions. We have, I'm, I'm anxious to get back, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I try not to show too much of that uh, in times like these because I really am. I mean, the God of heaven has put some expectations in my heart and fully expecting them to do some good things. I'll talk about those in just a minute. But uh, We've enjoyed our time on furlough, thoroughly enjoyed our time getting to go around. You know, people look at us, we, we travel a lot. Uh, I think I mentioned last time I was here, maybe I didn't. Uh, you know, there were months where we traveled over 8,000 miles uh, in a month, um, giving updates and and, uh, and sharing the work. And um, God's been good. Uh, and he, is, he has met all of our expectations and, and more. We, uh, we have uh, been blessed. We've been traveling and and praying that the God of heaven would use us as we're on furlough here. Uh, we've seen souls saved at churches by the grace of God. Uh, we've seen lives changed, literally. Eternities changed. Uh, I can think of three young people that trusted Christ as we've been on furlough. Uh, God had a reason for us being here. Um, we, we've been able to raise some much-needed support by the grace of God. We, you know, we, uh, we, we, uh, we have not because we ask not. We've been asking. God's been supplied, and uh, and so for the Christian school, just to give you a little update, if you didn't get my prayer letter, whenever I sent it out, I think I sent it out yesterday. Uh, we crossed uh, over one hundred twenty thousand dollars, one hundred twenty thousand dollars, one hundred twenty-one thousand uh, dollars raised for Bay Baptist Academy. Uh, God is supplying, uh, and next week we get on a plane. Uh, Y'all pray for my son. Um, he's uh, he's contracted chickenpox. Uh, and so he's not with us this evening. Uh, all of them have been vaccinated, but we're praying all this kind of passes before we have, before we 
have to go next week. I don't want to have to mummify him before we get on a plane. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I pray for Braden uh, and uh, his health uh, and uh, that he get over this chicken pox very quickly. Uh, but we plan to board a plane next week. Uh, next week at 5 o'clock, we'll be on a plane, and Lord willing, we'll get there Friday morning. So it'll take us about, uh, about 40 hours to finally reach our destination and uh, begin to get back in the work that God of Heaven has given us to do there in South Africa. Um, we're anxious. Uh, uh, we're expecting... Uh, Hudson Taylor said this as the kids come in. Uh, Hudson Taylor uh, said, Expect great things from God. Attempt great things for God. And we've been expecting some great things from God, and we've been attempting some great things from, for God, and uh, God has showed up. And I'd like to answer any of your questions that you might have about our, uh, our plans. Uh, some of you have already uh, heard a lot about our plans, but I'd like to ask, answer any questions you have about our plans, anything about our, our ministry there in South Africa. If you, if you don't have any, I'm going to preach to these kids over here uh, for a minute. Uh, but hopefully you got many, many questions this evening. Yes, sir. I doubt I have the answer. <laughs> so I know you're starting the uh, Bible college, Bible school. Mm -hmm. So where do you see that? I got two parts of the question. Where do you see that in a year? What's your initial goal for that? Mm -hmm. And number two, do you plan on uh, starting another church plant immediately once you get back on the field? Okay, to answer your first one, uh, where do I see the school in, in about a year? Well, um, uh, next year, like it or not, we're, we're starting with 24 students. <laughs> So January, uh, we hit the ground running with our Christian school uh, preparation and the, and the uh, uh, preparation for our school teachers. We get there next Friday. We got a week, settle into the house, and then the following week, uh, 18th, I think, or 15th to the 19th, somewhere around in there, uh, we have a five-day training session where all of our teachers will come in, uh, and it's an intense training session, so we'll get ready for, uh, to be able to use the curriculum that we're going to use there in South Africa. And uh, next year, we will only go through, to answer some of your questions uh, before, we will only go through grade seven, uh, and that's just because my kids only go up to grade seven, <laughs> and, and, we, uh, and, and staff, and, and, and also space. And we'll only ha have 24 students. We only need 20 to be able to register with the government. Uh, in order to register with the government, and the reason we want to register with the government, not because we want their funds, though I'd like to have them without their uh, restrictions or without their stuff, uh, attached to it, so we won't we won't get their funds. But the reason we want to register a school with the government, uh, and the reason we chose the curriculum we chose is because it's already registered with the government, uh, which is ACE uh, to start off with. But uh, the reason we want to register with the government is because we can get visas uh, through our nonprofit corporation, and so we can offer those visas to teachers who will come over, uh, teachers from say Bob Jones. University who want to, or PCC or Whitfield Baptist Church, if you're here and you want to uh, come donate a, a year or five years or your life to teaching uh, some kids. Uh, uh, but the reason we're registering with the government is for that, so we can get, uh, we get that nonprofit corporation status uh, and we're able to actually uh, invite people over on a visa. And so, um, by the grace of God, last week we, we got our nonprofit corporation status uh, approved. Uh, and, um, and that's, a, that's an answer to prayer. Uh, God is working in incredible ways. But next year we will only be up to 24 students because of space. Uh, we're actually going to host a school uh, uh, in um, Kevin's church. Uh, to start off with, There, it's in town. It's the only church we have in town, so uh, 
Uh, and I think I may have alluded to this sometime in the past, but maybe you weren't here, so I'll, I'll just give it a little bit to you. Uh, we're not going to be given this, uh, putting this school in the locations where we work. Where we work, for those of you who are unfamiliar, it's kind of like the projects. Come over to South Africa. You have a first world, third world country, and, and uh, inside the location uh, is where we minister. That's where 75% of the people uh, work. Uh, and, and on the in, uh, on the outside of the location or the projects is the rest of the world there. And so our teachers will not go inside these locations. And so we. Uh, uh, we have to put it in a, a place where my teachers feel safe uh, and uh, will come to work. And so, uh, so yeah, uh, immediately I also, um, as far as properties are concerned, uh, next Friday I have an appointment with some real estate agents and immediately I get there on Friday at 8 o'clock in the morning, Friday afternoon I'll be uh, looking at some properties there uh, already uh, in, in the works. So, yeah, I don't know. And then, the second question. Yes. Uh, well, we're church planners. And, you know, the whole reason we're starting this Christian school is to expedite this process of church planning. We believe the hope of this world is Jesus, and He has chosen to manifest Himself through the local church. Uh, the local church is where, the, uh, where it all happens. Uh, and so it's where the, the saints are edified, and, and we're conformed to the image of Christ. It's... It's all, it all is a product or, uh, or a, a process designed by God through the local church. We, we're going to start churches. Uh, when? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. We're gonna, the, church, the churches that we uh, already started personally, uh, Soweto Baptist Church and Balaam Baptist Church, uh, in the beginning processes of this school, I will be heavily involved in the school as the headmaster or, or the administrator of the school, uh, and we'll see how much time that allots me for the next uh, several months. I'll be preaching and teaching, of course, uh, in the churches. But um, we'll see what the Lord does as far as immediate church planting uh, um, and where the, the condition of our, the churches that are presently there. I have, a, I have an idea of how, how they're going just from having class with the guys or meeting with the pastors that are in those churches now. Uh, but, you know, the truth sometimes is not always uh, evident uh, in a video, if that makes sense. Yeah, certainly. Um, for those of you who don't know me, um, I'm Jeremy Hall, my wife. Can you stand up, babe? She loves this. I have her, for the new guys over here, that's my bride. That's, that's my better half. Uh, her name's Rebecca. We have five children. Uh, a couple few of you over here already. Uh, Braden, Olivia, Jackson, Michaela. All four of them were born in South America. All four of them are peruanos. Jackson is being peruano in that he was, yeah, that means he is very much Peruvian because he was born on Peru's Independence Day. Uh, and, uh, and then we also have in the nursery in the back, uh, Bo. Uh, for those of you who don't know him, uh, you probably know him before the service is over. <laughs> uh, but he's African, and uh, you know, most of you already know this, but his name's not really Bo. His name is James Siabonga Hall. Uh, Siabonga means we praise you. We gave him an African name. And, uh, and so, yeah, he, he, James, well, I've never actually called him that, Bo, uh, <laughs> he, he, is a, he is a joy. Uh, but we, we work in, 
in South Africa, we speak Isi-Osa. We speak uh, uh, a tribal clicking language. Isi-Osa is, uh, is one of, uh, well, actually the only clicking language that we know of. Uh, and, <laughs> and God called me to minister there. Uh, God called me to minister there when I was 24, in all honesty. When I, I took a trip over to South Africa, and I saw some things that broke my heart. I was a believer. I was born, and I got to hear the gospel in this church uh, many times growing up just like you guys. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't listen to the preacher a lot, uh, but the God of heaven had grace on me, and at the age of 19, I trusted Christ as my Savior. Uh, and at 24, I went over to South Africa on a vacation, and God used that vacation to redirect my steps. I saw some uh, kids, much like yourself, I saw some folks that uh, were starving of Mount uh, they were, they were not eating, they were dying like flies, of uh, malnutrition, of AIDS, tuberculosis, and all these things. And I realized how blessed I was. And, uh, and I realized these guys were dying and there was no church around. And as a result of there being no church around, I understood truth. I understood that there must be a preacher in order for someone to be saved. I understood that the church is what... God uses to manifest Himself to a lost and dying world. Understood? And so everybody that was dying, that was stepping over into eternity that I was seeing, by the way, there was like 150 that day that I saw, uh, graves that were dug. Uh, that's what God used it etched in my heart to, uh, to change my direction, to change my steps. Well, uh, I, under, I realized because there was no church, no gospel preaching church around in that area that my brother knew of, understood their destination, and their destination was hell. Uh, if they were of the age, over the age of accountability, which most of them were young, uh, very young, uh, and so God used that to uh, redirect my steps. And, and I, uh, um, yeah, and so uh, in March of 2004, I came back from South Africa. Six months later, I sold my house and, and my business, and I moved to South America, and I've been on the mission field ever since. Basically. The place where you're building, what's the name of that city? And as far as the kids that you're there in the city going, going after, will you go outside the city? Or is it just focused in the city for right now? Mm -hmm. And then and the, the next question is, as far as your support that got you on the field, that's not going to necessarily support the school. So there's, there's going to be help needed there correctly? Yeah. To answer the first question, the na name of the city, I uh, challenge all of you to get this one right now because since I've been in South uh, in America, where am I? North America, they changed the name of our city. <laughs> uh, the name of our city is no longer Port Elizabeth. It's now Abeja. <laughs> and so... <laughs> <laughs> if you go look on a map, it says Abeja. And so you can try that one on your own. Hey, the Q is a. And so, Abeja. And uh, so they changed the name of our city. Uh, as far as the school and who we're going to be reaching, just to answer that question very quickly, it's not an open enrollment school uh, because there's too much uh, need. Uh, so we're going to start off first and foremost with our local pastors, their kids. Uh, local pastors, all of their kids will be. Uh, welcomed into the school, and then also just a select few individuals from those 
local churches. We have, I think, between our group of uh, four missionaries there that work hand-in-hand, five actually, there's another one that works in our Bible college as well, but between us, uh, we'll have uh, a select few individuals that will be uh, invited to come and study along, uh, kids who have been faithful in the church. For example, I have two, uh, I have a, a lady in my church, her name is Mama Plakis, Mama Plakis, uh, she has, she's 65 years old, her, uh, it's what happens a lot of times over there is a grandmother or an aunt or an older sibling is left in charge of very young kids, uh, and she's left in charge of two very young kids, her sister, her daughter actually, daughters, I think, died and left two, uh, two five-year-olds with her, and so we're going to help her, she's a widow, and so she's a widow in our church, and, and so we're going to help her and those two kids. Uh, we would love to expand and have church, uh, have schools for everybody. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, as the Lord supplies, uh, as the Lord supplies labors, we desperately need help. Uh, we need uh, labors. Pray ye therefore the Lord of harvest that he'll send forth labors into his harvest. And so we're praying and asking for labors. God's supplying some labors. Uh, but we need more. Uh, the church, the, school, the one school that, we, that we have, we Bay Baptist Academy, will need several teachers, you know, 12 teachers. 13 teachers uh, plus assistants, and then uh, as the Lord supplies, we'll open more schools, uh, Lord willing, around town. Uh, for now, it's going to be one school bussed in from uh, 10 churches, so these kids uh, these kids will actually be bussed into town to go to school. Uh, it's the only place, like I mentioned, it's the only place that the teachers will, will go is in, in a town. They won't, they won't go out the location, and that's where you bring about the, 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 the expenses, really, uh, because of getting kids to the uh, to um, uh, to town is a, is, a, is a large expense. One of the major reasons that the parents don't send their kids to school in town, of course, the schools are expensive, but simply transporting those kids back and forth is ridiculously expensive. Uh, transporting those kids, a parent uh, that works in, or lives in the location, of course, they are uh, not the top of society as, as far as uh, education goes, as far as uh, the job force goes, and so they get the bottom of the wrong jobs most of the time, and, and they're spending a third of their paycheck just personally, getting back and forth to work. And so you add a kid to that mix, he's going back and forth to school, the same as a, an adult going back and forth to work, so then you've got two-thirds of your paycheck. you got two kids, you've got a whole one person working to send two kids just for transport. Just for transport. And so all of our kids are scholarship, ultimately. Uh, that's the end of that. Uh, you can pick up one of our brochures. My wife has some, some of our brochures, and it'll explain the breakdown of the cost of the school, we, uh, and then also on baybaptistacademy.com. Uh, you can check it out there and uh, see a breakdown of the cost. Uh, but yes, those expenses are, are, are going to be many. Uh, we have, I think, 14 kids that are desperately in need of uh, scholarship for next year alone. I'm paying for them. Uh, and it roughly costs about $130 a month. And it'll come out of my personal support until, until God supplies what's necessary uh, for you know, and we and we have things that we're about to start implementing uh, to to raise some more support for the kids. Uh, we're going to get some. Uh, we're going to get them out there. Uh, uh, we're going to get their bios out there and hopefully raise some uh, personal support for for their uh, for their scholarships. Uh, up to this point, I've just been focusing in on the uh, uh, the funds for the actual school and the supplies, if that makes sense. And so I've kind of focused in one at a time. At the same time, offering the the, the opportunity for scholarships. And so uh, that one quote I've, I mentioned here a couple times, God's work, Hudson Taylor, God's work done God's way 
We'll never let God supply. I'm just expecting this is to be of God, and He'll give us what we need when we need it. And so, if that answered your question, yes. Any other questions? Not all at once now. Yes, sir. They, uh, good question. Uh, they go to school year-round there, uh, and um, year-round doesn't really mean they, of course, they're in school every day all, all year-round, uh, and they start in January. Kind of makes sense, you know, with the calendar. I like it a lot. And it's over in December. Yes, sir. January to December, and they get a month break, a month and a half break, so we hit the ground running. Like I said, we start in January, uh, so it's... It's almost November, and so I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> when I hit the ground, we got a lot of work to do, uh, putting classrooms together, uh, mobile classrooms at that, and then, uh, yes. And so we'll go from January to December, through December. Uh, I think our school starts, I think it's, if I'm not mistaken, November, January 19th. So I got, you know, I got a couple months. Any, other, any kind of questions? Did you have a question here a minute ago? No. No question? Yes. How much hours is gonna how much hours is it gonna take to go to South Africa on a plane? Awesome question. Awesome question. South Africa is a long ways away. It's actually the longest nonstop flight in the world. Uh, so we and we got a nonstop flight. Praise God! <laughs> One of the first times because of COVID. The one blessing of COVID, <laughs> we were able to—I don't know how—but we were able to get nonstop tickets for the price of uh, uh, going around the world tickets. Uh, and so we went uh, direct flight from Atlanta to Joburg. Uh, and so we'll, uh, of course, we got a layover in Joburg. But the, normally they take you through Europe and all that. And it takes normally um, about 16 hours uh, from Atlanta to Johannesburg. Uh, if you come back, it's there's a tailwind uh, or headwind. It takes you about 17 hours to get back home. Uh, but yeah, it's about a 16-hour about a flight uh, to get to Johannesburg. And then we got another, as my dad would say, a puddle jumper uh, from uh, Port Elizabeth to uh, Johannesburg to Port Elizabeth, which is another hour. So uh, we'll, yes. Curriculum, brother, uh-huh. teaching in that school. Your goal is not just that curriculum, is it? No, sir. No, sir. Of course, we want to form these kids into the image of Christ. Uh, the ultimate goal of every every believer, our, our, our desire is to help these kids, uh, you know, train these kids up in the way they should go. And when they're old, they shall not depart, as Proverbs says. Uh, we want them to be ultimately conformed to the image of Christ. Some of these kids, we understand, will not be believers. Uh, they're young, and so uh, we will have, much like a Christian school here in the States, we're going to have uh, many opportunities for them to hear the gospel on uh, on a daily basis, but uh, 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 many times throughout the week through uh, chapels and through things of that nature. Uh, we, we'll get the Word of God in them as much as possible uh, because we desire to uh, see their lives glorify God. That's ultimate, The ultimate goal uh, is to see these young people glorify God with their lives, and so that's the that's the end goal, uh, and if we can do that, we can see souls saved and them uh, being productive uh, inside of the local church in whatever way God sees fit, uh, then we'll count ourselves to be a success.
Did that answer your question? Average hours for school for the kids, it would be similar to the states. Uh, their structure is a lot similar to the states. They would uh, go a little bit less because of uh, they don't really have a lunch break, if you will. They have a, a small break, so uh, they would go from 8 o'clock in the morning to, uh, and it's according to how old they are. You know, there's different age, a different time for different age ages of kids. So if you got a, a student in uh, kindergarten or grade R for us, uh, um, that would be, uh, they would be, how long are they in school, Ben? Yeah, my wife would know that. 1230. Uh, so they go to, from 8 o'clock to 1230. And then as they get older, they add more hours up to 230, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, sim very similar to the United States, though. Good question. Yes, sir. What's my favorite dessert? <laughs> I like it. My favorite dessert. Yeah, little Debbie's actually. Yep. Uh, my favorite dessert here stateside. My favorite dessert in South Africa is malva pudding, uh, and it's very good. You have to come to South Africa to see it, taste it. It's really good. It's like a cake with some condensed milk, kinda like stuff on top of it. It's very good. <laughs> Blake? Yeah, contact me. <laughs> or, or Blaine Hooper. Yes, uh, we'd love to uh, talk to you about that more uh, in person. Those trifolds that I have, we'll have information about that. You can go to our website and see that. We would love for you to uh, check out the website. Blaine's doing a great job with that. Amen, Blaine? Blaine's our uh, tech guy. And so uh, we're anxious to get him over there very soon as soon as possible, because we've got a lot of work for him to do. No, the God of Heaven's got work for him to do. Uh, but, uh, yes, if, you will, if you're if you interested in sponsoring a child, uh, a full sponsorship, we'll take partial sponsorships. Uh, we're not, uh, we'll take whatever you're able to do, but there, there, it's, uh, it's going to cost us about $130 a student uh, by the time it's all said and done. And to give you an idea, that sounds like a lot of money, uh, but the, uh, um, if you look at an American student, and things are about 10, you can divide them by about 10 for South Africa. Uh, price-wise, if you do that. And in America, if you send a kid to public school, I don't know how much you're familiar with the cost of public school, you know, the, the property taxes that we pay, it costs about $13,000 for a kid in the state of Georgia to go to public school. And so in South Africa, it's costing us between thirteen and $1,800 uh, a month according to the exchange rate. But if you're interested in supporting a kid, we'd love to talk to you after the service. Uh, you can email me. or uh, Yes, we'd love to. All donations made out to Bay Baptist Academy, Vision Baptist Mission. <laughs> the animals we've seen in Africa. We got a lot of them. Uh, if you come over, we invite you to come over. A cool thing about uh, Africa is we got all kinds. I couldn't tell you all the animals we have. But what you can do is you can you can look at them in, in animal parks, or you can actually hunt them. <laughs> and if you hunt them while you're on our trip, uh, all that meat will go to uh, help those kids at one of our camps, or at the and then then at the school we'll give uh, we'll give meat, uh, probably snacks to some of the kids that come in for school. Uh, and so you have kudu, zebra, you know, lions and giraffes and everything. <laughs> Any other questions? Yes, in the back. 
what, what kind of pushback do I get when I'm teaching people the Word of God? Um, you know, people, what I've learned in ministering the Word of God in South, Afri- South Africa and also in South America, um, people are people. Uh, you tell us we're all the same. We all bleed red, and uh, we all, you know, um, no man seeketh after God. Uh, you know, we know truth in the Scriptures. God draws men to Himself, and, and uh, of course you get pushed back, but most of the time it's, uh, South Africa is very open uh, open to the gospel, uh, as open as South, uh, South Georgia would be. Um, and so we, there's not a lot uh, for the gospel's sake. We don't have a lot of Muslim influence, per se, in South Africa. We don't have some of the other African countries. Uh, they would have very, a lot of persecution just for preaching the gospel, but that's not the case in South Africa. In South Africa, South Africa is kind of like the melting pot. It's a lot like the United States in Africa. It's the melting pot of Africa. It's an opportunity. I'm in South Africa, by the way, because I really believe that is the place the God of heaven has for me to maximize the glory with my life in getting the gospel to the entire world. Not just South Africa. I believe He has called me from South Africa to get the gospel into the world, just as He's called you, and we have to determine how we're going to do that. Uh, uh, You know, in Acts chapter number 1, verse number 8, the Bible says what? It says, after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. After after that, we have been given this great spirit. Every By the way, that's every single thing that we need to get the gospel, get the job done. Everything, we, we just don't understand what we got. Uh, but after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses in, of me both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. He says both. And so whether you're here in North, America, North Georgia or you're in South Africa, you should be here because you're called here. You should be here because you believe this is the place the God of heaven is going to get the maximum amount of glory from your life. You should believe that with all your heart. If you don't, get in the will of God. Get in the will of God. And I believe the will of God for my life is there in South Africa. I believe He can maximize that. And there's great opportunity like there is here in the United States, there in South Africa. Man, we have 11 national languages. Uh, and not only that, but we have all of the influx of, of, uh, of foreigners. I mean, it's the largest population of Indians outside of India. You want to go minister in India, man, come to South Africa. It's, it's hard to get in India, but it's real easy to get in South Africa. We have 2 million in one city alone. Uh, I hear the Muslim, at my old house, I hear the Muslim call to prayer. Though there are not as many, but they're still there. There's about 6% about the population of the Hispanics in the United States. We have that in, in Muslims in South Africa. And so they're growing, and so the persecution's coming. Uh, but right now, man, we have a freedom uh, to preach the gospel. And so that's why we're begging the God of heaven for labors. And by the way, we have not because we ask not. And God's, God's supplying labors. Uh, get in on it. Uh, get in, wherever, whether it's here or in South Africa, get in on what the God of heaven is doing. He's got an awesome plan for your life. And and there's nothing better in this world. There's no better life. It is the abundant life. Uh, the thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and you might have it in abundance. And there's no more abundant life than serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and being in the will of God, whether it's in North Georgia or South Africa. Uh, and I don't even know if I answered your question. <laughs> But I think I did. <laughs> uh, just one. It was another question I saw. Just one second. Let's see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you in the back. My favorite type of car. Well, it's the car that. Uh, what is my favorite type of car? I don't know. We have different types of cars in South Africa. Uh, we have. Uh, 
Uh, we drive a, actually, God supplied last week two new cars, not brand new, new to me cars. We got a Ford Everest. You just have to look it up online. And then uh, a Nissan Hardy, Hardy Boy. So those are my favorite cars right now. <laughs> In the back. <laughs> oh, the favorite animal. Uh, my favorite animal, uh, actually my favorite animal to eat anymore. I'll just tell you the ones to eat because that's what I like doing them. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's lawful. Uh, is, is the lamb. Oh, man, it's good. I didn't know what I was missing until I went to South Africa. Uh, in the back, yes. Yes, sir. Can you get, like, national children into Christian schools? Are they parents who already come to the church? Or will parents let their children come to the Christian school? Fantastic question. Even though they are in the church, the kids, the parents. Yeah, it's not going to be an open enrollment. The kids that we're going to start off with, but simply because of space, are going to be kids whose parents are in church, or like I said with the 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 the, the lady that was uh, um, taking in the two grandkids, it would be circumstances like that. Uh, we're going to give first opportunity to the families. The family is totally decimated in South Africa. Uh, the churches are in the shape they're in. As Pastor always says, a uh, uh, you know a church is only as strong as its family unit, and and the family unit is totally destroyed, and that's what this whole mess. In the United States is doing right now all of this mess that you're seeing. Is they're trying to destroy the family. Uh, they're trying to destroy the undergirdings of the family. It's, it's terrible uh, with the with all this. Uh, I won't get into it. All this critical race theory stuff and all this Black Lives Matter stuff and all that stuff. All this stuff that's infiltrated the churches through the back door. Uh, it's destroying the family, uh, and that's their goal is to destroy the family. It's, it was the first. First organism, first thing created by God to glorify Him was the family. And the church is a representation of the family. Uh, and, and it is a good picture. And, and the church in America is, is getting broken. Why? Because of the family. Uh, the family is broken. And, and the church is only strong. We need strong families. And so we, uh, our pastors, are basically the only family units that we have in the church at, at present. There's a few extra that are on the on the verge, but the majority of uh, our people are not, uh, well, I think I've said this before, we had, I did a survey of uh, 40 kids in my church before we came back on our first furlough, and of those, two of them had a dad, and they were both drunks, and 16 of them had a mama, and so uh, family units are, are yeah, scarce, and so, but yes, it's not going to be open enrollment, it's going to be for, uh, it's, it, it will be for those who uh, faithfully attend our church. Uh, we have one lady in our church who's been coming for five years, just to give you another example, Mama Bonella Mumani. Uh, Mama Mumani, her, uh, she'll have two kids that are going to be joining a Baptist Academy last, uh, next year simply because she's been coming to church every since we started the church. She's been there seven years and she's got a, an older son. Unfortunately, we won't be able to host him because he's in high school, but she has two younger uh, children, uh, my my daughter's age, I believe one of them is, and then there's a five-year-old. And so, yeah, those those types of folks, if that makes sense. Eventually, we would like to have more, but uh, according to, you know, it all depends on the funds. And the... Yes, sir. How hard is it to learn the language? Very good question. 
very difficult, <laughs> but very possible. If a dumb country boy from the hills of North Georgia who could not pass English over here at Dalton State College, <laughs> truth, <laughs> it was a little diff- more difficult then than now, but uh, uh, can learn this language, then, then that shouldn't be a hindrance. Uh, God's work and God's way will never lack God's supply. You want to minister to God, that is not something that should keep you from ministering. Uh, that, that is not something that should keep you fearful to step out by faith and, and trust the God of heaven. We're, we're all to walk by faith uh, and not by sight as believers in Christ. And, uh, and uh, it, takes a, it takes a step of faith, but the God of heaven supplies. Uh, it takes a lot of hard work. Uh, my name, I just told you my name is Pastor, they call me Pastor Protector. My wife's name's uh, Mama Nomsa. Mama Nomsa, uh, <laughs> it means the mother of many. <laughs> And, and, so, uh, and she truly is the mother of many. Uh, she mothers not only our own five kids, but we have another that we've taken in and uh, adopted all but on paper, and then dozens more. Uh, we believe, you know, the things that we teach are not as much taught as they are caught. It, discipleship is not 16 lessons you're going to go through. What these people need in order to have strong families that we talked about is not, is not 16 lessons. It ain't going to happen in 16 lessons. It's life on life. And uh, that's a lot of the reason the church is in sin. In the state of sin, we think we're going to get what we need done, done through Sunday school. It's great. It's a great tool, don't get me wrong. But it's not life on life. It's not the example that, I mean, it's a, it's a supplementary thing for the for the job that the God of heaven has given us, and we use it as a training instrument. Don't get me wrong. I love Sunday school. It's where all of our preachers uh, get opportunities to, uh, to, to, uh, to strengthen their gifts and their calling that the God of heaven has given them, but we should all be making disciples. Making disciples is having someone next to us. If we want to see a dying church, we're going to see a church that doesn't have any disciple makers. Uh, we need people who are bringing kids into their home and showing them what a family looks like. How are they going to know what a family looks like unless you bring them in their home, in your home? Unless they spend time with you. You don't find out what a family looks like in a Sunday school class. It's not possible. Now, you can hear about it, but, I mean, things are more caught than they are taught. I don't even know how I got off on that rant. But, but uh, yes, another question or, preacher? We're, we're out of time. You guys did fantastic. Y'all kept the ball rolling, and I'll get out of the way. What we're going to do now is uh, we're going to have a uh, prayer of blessing because I know that they'll be on the road Sunday in another church. And um, this will be the last chance we'll get to pray for Brother Jeremy and his family. And so we're going to have the ladies uh, gather uh, over here and the men gather over here. And we're going to pray for uh, Jeremy and pray for the kids, especially the one that's homesick. And um, I want to give you one verse in closing. And I'll deal with this outline Sunday night about how to pray for your missionary. But I want you to know, first of all, we need to pray for the missionary's personal needs. 
called their name in prayer, called their children's name in prayer, and pray for the missionary's children by name, of course, because um, if the devil would want to do anything, he'd want to split their family, and he'd want to attack their family. And that's the Trojan horse of the whole ministry. I mean, if they break up, the ministry's over, you know? And the devil knows that, so he targets spiritual leaders. And so you ought to pray for all your spiritual leaders and their family. Second of all, the second category is uh, we need to pray for effective ministry of the missionary and that the Lord will open doors that seem seemingly are locked tight. And he's done that. And uh, there's many adversaries. Uh, when they started uh, Sweto Baptist Church and started building it, uh, they were held at gunpoint uh, and all their tools were stolen. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's rough over in a third world country sometimes. And relationships are very important to all of us, even more than the life of the missionary. So many times there's very few close friends, and they have their family, and their family needs to stay together. And so we need to pray for good relationships, not only with the national workers and uh, the um, church. And I will tell you this, the church divides and devours just like he does here and everywhere else. He wants to, he wants to have people leave the church and get mad at the pastor and uh, division because he knows that will ruin uh, the ministry. And so he's attacking constantly. So we ought to pray. And I think we ought to really pray. And I, I got about 27 things that you ought to pray about emotional distress, discouragement, depression, loneliness, homesickness, culture shock. And they've all went through that, but it'll hit them again. It really will. And I want to give you one verse, and then we'll, we'll, go, we'll pray. I want you to go to Romans 15, verse 30. I believe this is one of the greatest verses on how to know how to pray or strive with your missionary, how to be with your missionary, how to be uh, a co-labor. Um, and thank God that we can partner with these missionaries, and they're part of us, and we don't need to leave them out. And uh, we got just about five minutes to pray, and we'll uh, just start the prayer time. But look at Romans chapter 15 and verse 30. It says, Now I beseech you, brethren... For the Lord Jesus Christ's sake. That's what it's all about. Bottom line, church, school, missionaries, it's for God's glory. It says, and for the love of the Spirit, listen to this, that ye strive, strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Here's a missionary, Apostle Paul, saying, I want you to strive with me. Not by preaching with me. Not by uh, going over and working with me. All that's great. I believe in mission trips, and I believe in mission projects. But he said, if you want to really strive with me, pray for me.